A lot to discuss on the podcast. Which injured quarterback has the best comeback season? John Elway's comments about Colin Kaepernick. Are we underestimating the L.A. Lakers? And we name our top five offenses going to the 2018 season. Are the Houston Texans a part of this discussion? They have the potential to be a top five offense going into next season. When Deshaun Watson was a starter, he started six games last year. They were the highest scoring offense in the league. I know it was only six games. I understand that. And people say that the league's going to catch up to him. But there wasn't really enough game tape for you to look at to really catch up to anything. This offense has the potential to be a top five offense next year. He played against Seattle. He played against New England. The Browns, you know, that wasn't really much competition. KC, that's not a bad group of teams to play against. And for you to have a 103 quarterback rating in all in that stretch, that's pretty good. He made Will Furrow look like a number one wide receiver. D-Hop is D-Hop. That might be the top wide receiver quarterback duo in the league next year. You're tuned into the new channel sports podcast. The ultimate sports talk podcast. Thank you, everyone, for joining in. This is the New Channel Sports Podcast. My name is Oenyi. I am your host on this show, on this lovely podcast. We have a great, amazing show in store for you. Over to my left, you guys all know him. What's going down, Chris? Y'all know what it is. What's good? And sitting all the way across from me, this mf here. <laughs> yes, he's back, folks. What's going down, Trey? Not much, man. Not much at all. My blood pressure isn't. Football season's coming. Basketball season's right around the corner. We're like a month away from spring training. Oh, spring training. Listen to me. Think about baseball. From uh, NBA like training. It'll, it'll feel like spring training for the Cowboys. No, man. You know, Laker Nation, Cowboy Nation, what's up? Braves in first place in the NL East. I mean, like, this is this is the year of Trey. This Bra- is what exactly what it is. The Braves being first feels right. <laughs> it's crazy. It is so crazy. Duke basketball is number one in the country. Like, eh, this is great. Yes, folks. If you, if you don't know Trey, he has different affiliations with different cities of different places. It's not the same city of anything. So anyway, let's kick off with some some NFL talk. Let's do it. So we are going to name our top five NFL offenses going into this season. I want to say the consensus, well, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say the consensus, a consensus for the number one offense, but my number one offense going into this season. Oh, so we're going to go from one to five? Or you want to go from five to I one? I think go five to one. Okay. If you want to do five to one, how, how you want to do it, Trey? Since However you know. y'all want to do it. I'll go one to five. Let's do one to five. I, I feel like number one, two, and three might be all the same. That's what I feel like, but I don't know. Because Trey's here. <laughs> but I'll, I'll name my number one offense going into this season. I'll name my number five. Okay, Chris, you're right. Let me do number five. Number five was very, very hard for me to pick. There are a lot of offenses out there that are trending up. And I... My number five offense going into the 2018 season. And this is This is who I feel is going to be in the top five. At so, the end of oh the year. Lord. Next season. You're going to say the team, bro? <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, Lord. Oh, you gotta Lord. You got to say that much beforehand. It's going to be the Houston Texans. In the- yes. They have the potential to be a top five offense going into next season. When Deshaun Watson was a starter, he started six games last year. They were the highest scoring offense in the league. I know it was only six games. I understand that. And people say that the league's going to catch up to him, but there wasn't really enough game tape for you to look at to really catch up to anything. This offense has the potential to be a top five offense next year. He played against Seattle. He played against New England. The Browns, you know, that wasn't really much competition. KC, that's not a bad group of teams to play against. And for you to have a 103 quarterback rating in, all, in that stretch, that's pretty good. 
He made Will Fuller look like a number one wide receiver. D-Hop is D-Hop. That might be the top wide receiver quarterback duo in the league next year. It wasn't something that I thought of and said, yes, right off the bat. It was hard. Right behind them, you have Green Bay because they have Aaron Rodgers. Green Bay is right behind them. Atlanta is right behind them as well. Um, San Diego. So you're saying Atlanta and Green Bay, none of those two, two teams are in your top five? They're not. Wow. No. Green Bay has Jimmy Graham. And that's pretty much it. They have not solidified their running back position. Ty Montgomery, I do not trust him to be a full-time running back in this league. I just don't. They lost Jordy Nelson. You heard what Aaron Rodgers had to say about his wide receiver core. Atlanta, they kind of fell back last year. I don't see them making any strides this year. Um, San Diego, they still have Phillip Rivers, but I, I think the, the Houston Texans are going to take that step and be a, a top five offense come next year. So that's my number five, folks. Take it or leave it. That's crazy. You can, you can, you can follow that up. I had a three-way tie for my number five. Hey, man, I make the rules, player. <laughs> three-way tie for number five. I also had the Texans in there. Um, but the, if I had to be honest, I'd probably put the Texans outside of it. But I had the Texans there vying for that spot. And then I had Philly. And number five? If Carson Wentz is healthy, that, that offense is loaded. And number five. Yeah. Yeah. I had I don't think they're I think they're so higher I than that. and then the next team I have is probably shock both of you, but I had the LA Rams in there. Oh, that's, because that's, the way Sean McVay has that team running mm-hmm. with that boy Todd Gurley, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. And that's that's another team I want to name that's right behind there. Yeah. The only reason I didn't put them up there, Jared Goff. It's going to be his, his third year his third now. Year now. I, I think he might take a step back. Is it is it make or break in his third year? No, no. Not for him. <laughs> not for him. <laughs> no, but I think the LA Rams and the Philadelphia Eagles are two teams vying for my number five spot. I thought about the the Chiefs, but I'm like, hold on. Alex Smith is not there anymore, so I can't put them there. So if Carson Wentz is healthy, it's clearly, in my opinion, Philly at number five. If he's not healthy... And if Nick Foles looks the way he looked the last preseason game versus the versus the Patriots, they can't be there. Then I would slot them the Rams. The Rams, they come into the season with, I feel like, great expectations with the money they spent this offseason. And you look at their personnel, they, they have good players at pretty much all of their strong positions. So I expect the offense to be solid and kicking. Like you said, Jared Goff doesn't. He doesn't scare me. If I was a defender and the next day, the next Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whatever game we're playing, they're saying, are we going to Jared Goff? I'm not scared, but you should be afraid of Sean McVay and the way he has that offense going. No, I agree with you. I, I had to put the Texans up there. It's almost like a, it's a bunch of teams that can vie for that five spot to me. Yeah. Well, you put the Texans in there because you have a quarterback that, as far as fantasy-wise is concerned, let's be real, in all your fantasy leagues, he's probably the first quarterback off your board. And then you have a wide receiver who is definitely a top five receiver. Somebody say it, say it one more time. Definitely top five. Somebody okay. at this table didn't agree with that last year. They had a, a cat that's not, I don't think he's in the NFL right now. Is he? he uh, I think he did sign. Is he? Is he? Is he signed yet? I think he did sign. Okay. Trade A. What you guys say, bro? <laughs> I think y'all are being homers. I think y'all being. I think y'all being homers. But hey, I'll say it for you. Before group? you say it, I'll say it. Dope. <laughs> It's it's your it's your it's your post it's your post, uh, and, and what you think you know that's your position on the whole thing. So I'm gonna let that ride, but I don't think it, based on their division, based on their their body of work, I still think one of the top five offenses in the NFL. I think there's too much uncertainty with the Eagles because they were one of those teams I think that were on the fringe for me. Um, I think they're going to. There's too much uncertainty. Nick Foles got hurt yesterday. And it's a, it's from what I heard last night, it was a pretty serious injury. They don't know what's up. They don't know when Wentz is going to get back for certain. Um, I think that with a healthy Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, I, um, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers offense is to me going to, I think they're in for, I think they're in for a great season. So they're number five. Number five? Uh, I would put them at number, I wouldn't take, I wouldn't take another quarterback. Why, I wouldn't take six other quarterback or five other quarterback wide receiver running back combos than them. I wouldn't. No, I. And so, my, and so you're t- and we're talking about offense, right? Right, right. Yeah, right. So, but you're saying you have four better offenses better than the Steelers' offense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I have I have the number four. Yeah. I have yeah. Pittsburgh wow. is number four for okay, me. Okay, well, I guess we're at, we got teams at different places. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh's number four. Like he said, that is the best offensive trio in football. Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, 
and Antonio Brown, that's the best trio in football yeah. right now. You can't. I don't think that's debatable. I'm not, I'm not Anto- debating Antonio it. Brown is probably the best wide receiver in the league, and you can debate that Le'Veon Bell is the best running back in the league. That offense, they averaged 25 points per game last year, 377 yards per game last year, third in the league. Yeah. I mean, with that trio, you, you can't go wrong with that. They're, they're, they're number four on my list. Yeah. Um, well, since we're at number fours, let me go ahead and name my number four. Y'all both are definitely going to disagree with this. But my number four, and, and it's anticipation of them having a bounce back year. They made the playoff last year, but I think they'll be even better. The Falcons. Um, you guys are not big on Matt Ryan, but I am. I think it's a solid, solid quarterback, and y'all know how much I like Julio Jones. Julio Jones, in my opinion, we argued this last season. If I had to rebuild a roster and pick one wide receiver in the NFL, it's Julio. Julio can beat you down the field. He can catch the ball down the middle. He is practically unstoppable. Only thing that stops in every now and then is because of injuries. And with him healthy, and I think another year away from Kyle Shanahan, of course that hurts, but I believe in Matt Ryan. And I believe in their offense. That's why I have them at number four. Yeah, I I would. I mean, as much as hard as it is for me to say that, um, I was actually torn between two teams, and th- it was <laughs> injuries are going to hurt them a little bit. But I think statistically, and I'm just basing this based on statistics for me. I really think that, or thought that, I can't even believe I'm ready to say this. I thought that people were going to have to watch out for a very efficient. Washington Redskins offense, I think they're going to be very, very good with the adip, uh, addition of Thompson and if, with a healthy Robert Kelly and the, the offense the way that they have right now with that, uh, with a accurate Alex Smith. I think they were very good. They were they were pretty good with Kirk Cousins, but I think Alex Smith is better than Kirk Cousins in my opinion for the type of offense that he runs. He gives them a threat that they don't really they really don't have. But I moved them all the way out from number four. Uh, to number six to put the Falcons in because I couldn't take the Redskins over the Steelers. I couldn't. But the Falcons, to me, are – I mean, you can't. I mean, it's pick your poison. What are you going to do? And then if they're healthy at the running back position, yeah. it's a wrap. I, I'm going to be honest with you. You had me scared when you are talking about the Redskins. Yeah, I, I was getting scared, I was scared. Too. <laughs> no, but I, think, I, I think the Redskins are going to be – they'll be a top ten – they'll be a top ten offense easily this year. Yeah, oh, I, can, I can agree with top I can, ten. I can agree. But easily. I just thought you were going to put no, them in the I, top I, five. I, really, I mean, I was really going to. When I was going through the list, I was like, damn it. I mean, but I couldn't – I mean, the Steelers popped up. So the Redskins would be a fringe team for me. Yeah, I, I thought about Atlanta hard, longer hard about that. Um, They're, they're in that, that pack – Number five on down to number ten. I just I just couldn't put them up there based off what other offenses did last year. They took a step back for me, so I I just couldn't put them up there. Especially if I said Matt Ryan was a top five quarterback last year. I got burnt on that pretty hard. So I let that go. I can't do it. So my number three is going to be Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia is going to have the the third best offense in the league. I look at Philadelphia the same way I look at Teams like New England, teams that have uh, Shanahan there. Doug Peterson is a offensive mind. That's been proven to me. So I don't care who he has back there in quarterback. They're going to run that offense like a well-oiled machine. They had the second most points last year. They averaged about 365 yards per game last year. Carson Wentz is going to come back eventually be the starter, and they're just going to con- continue where they left off. The That's re- number three to me. The reason why I couldn't put him up there is I can't name. So some of the teams we've been naming, Texans. Even with the the Redskins, there are certain position players. You're like, okay, that is that is a player that's kind of not dominant but close to it. And I can't name one of those players for for Philly. And that's why I named the coach. I think that says a lot about what the coach was able to do with that team last year. You're right, but because of what he was able to do in their scheme, I just feel like he can plug any player in there, and that offense will keep on clicking. Mm. So I had that number three. No, the number three offense in the NFL will belong to the Green Bay Packers this year. Mm. And that's because they have, in my opinion, 1A or 1B, however you want to look at it, um, or maybe 1A, 1B, or 1C um, at quarterback. The With that man taking snaps, I mean, you, I, you can, I don't know how anyone can not have them in their top three offenses because as long as that man's back there taking snaps you could put anybody out there receiver um, if their receivers were healthy for half the season i think they'd be probably number one or number two mm-hmm. uh, statistically you just can't you can't you can't count them out ever and, 
let's be clear. I don't think your position is crazy. I don't have them on top five simply because as great as Aaron Rodgers is, at some point, you got to ask Green Bay, like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. How do we not have enough, at least a little bit of talent around him? Where's the money going? They, they, they brought in Jimmy Graham, I guess. I mean, he's going to obviously have a resurgent year there. There's no doubt about that. But at the same time, it's just not enough skill position players around him that are talented. And more importantly, we all know this. I mean, obviously, if your best quarterback gets hurt, you don't have a chance. But it's so big with the Packers. It's just if he gets hurt, it's just they're so anemic on offense. And I just I can't put them in my top five for that because there's so many other teams that have skill position players. My number three is the Steelers. We already talked about them a little bit, but I mean, that team is loaded. They are loaded at wide receiver. Le'Veon Bell is the best running back in the game. I mean, it's arguable, but he's definitely if one A, one B, one C, whatever you want to do with it. He's there. I mean, they have to be top three in my opinion because they're they clicked that much. Even when they played the Jaguars last season, no doubt Jaguars were the best team, defensive team, and they still lit them up. Mm-hmm. They but lit they, them boys. They up. took so long to get into the flow of the game, and that's what they do. The problem with the Steelers is they Are you start on number three or number two. I'm on number three. Oh, okay. We're number three still. I mean, I think number two and number one we're all going to be. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where we ever go to. But the Steelers, they took so long to get started in some games last year, and I put that on coaching. Part of the reason why I didn't have them higher was because I don't think that they have a great offensive scheme in their games. I look at Philadelphia and the two teams I have ahead of them. I feel like they have better schemes and better coaching moving forward. Pittsburgh has the most talent. Don't get me wrong. They should be blowing teams out of the water with what they have um, on offense, but it's not happening. No. And I think I think they're they're um they lost one of their outside threats. I thought they should have made a more aggressive effort to go get Des Bryant, to be Me honest too. to be honest with you. I agree with you on they that. They don't I don't think they need it. I just, I think but but I mean Juju is I mean he's not bad, but who's gonna play outside of um the opposite side of Antonio Brown now? Martavis Bryant was good enough to at least stretch the field. You had to respect him because mm-hmm. the dude had world class speed. Yeah. Uh but I don't know. I think it's uh I think the the game is changing. My number two is the New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees, that combination of Ingram and Kamara was pretty much unstoppable last year. The offensive mind they have there in uh, Champagne, I mean, that, that's a well machine right there for sure. They averaged 28 points per game last year. That was third in the league. They were second in the league, uh, what, about 391 yards a game. I mean, as long as you have Drew Brees back there and you have Champagne, those two together, that's always going to be a top three offense to me. I don't care what anybody says. So that's why I have them. The Saints have to be. I mean, I, I don't know that they're. I don't know that they're a two seed. My number two uh, team is the New England Patriots. Yeah, the New England Patriots to me, um, they've got the quarterback. I think they got a better receiving core. Adding Cordero Patterson and then adding Eric Decker um, to the line helps them out a lot. Uh, but I think with Brady back there. You don't know what's up with Gronk. He's my question. If he was healthy, I think he takes the place of having a solid running back or anybody else because that's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. But with the GOAT at where he's at, I, I rank them at number two. I, I agree with you. I have the Patriots at number two. Um, when you look at the Patriots, I don't have them at number one because they're they're not as loaded as in past years. Brady's going to get it done. Belichick is going to get it done. But I think our my number one team, I can say it now, is is the Saints. I mean, this, I think the Saints this year may put up numbers we haven't seen in a long time. Because that running back duel that they have, and more importantly for the first, I want to say for the first time in Drew Brees, is maybe his career. He has a good defense. The year they won the championship, they had a bouncy defense. They made big hits. This defense is just a well-rounded defense, which means he may come on the field sometimes and already be up 7-0. Because of the defense. Can you imagine that he doesn't have the stress of putting up 30, 40 points? Oh, my God. It's going to be so much easier for him. I, I think they're the number one offense, in my opinion, by far. Yeah, I, I have New England number one. Um, I think you can flip-flop it each way. I think you guys are kind of underestimating the addition of Eric Decker and the running back to have Jeremy Hill. I think that that is huge for that offense. I think Jeremy Hill is going to be what Deion Lewis was that to that team a couple of years ago. Uh, Jeremy Hill was pretty effective when it was in Cincinnati. And I think if you want to go anywhere and be utilized correctly on offense, you go to New England. Yeah. So I, I really had the number one. And like he said, if Gronk stays healthy, to my, and to me, that's just the number one offense, hands down. 
And it's because of the combination, Sean Payton and uh, Drew Brees, same thing. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, they're going to get the job done. So that's my number one offense going into next year. Yeah, I think the Saints have, with Alvin Kamara, I mean, if he, they, they, they're a two-headed monster. They're a legit two-headed monster. Yeah. And with Michael Thomas, I think Michael Thomas is one of the best receivers in the game right now, possession-wise. I mean, yards per catch. He's a big target. And Drew Brees, I think the dude is completely, totally underrated. I mean, yeah, his I body agree. of work has just been crazy. And for him to be able to produce like he has been at his age, and I don't see it stopping, to be honest with you. And now Did you get with- that for me? The underrated thing? Drew what? Brees? No. I've said it since. I mean, the dude's 5'10", maybe. Um, he's not very big. He's- I, y'all both said this now on multiple podcasts. Y'all got to explain this. What do you mean that Drew Brees is Okay, when, whenever, whenever people talk about top quarterbacks. Yeah. They talk about Tom Brady, they talk about Aaron Rodgers, they talk about Ben Roethlisberger. You very rarely hear Drew Brees' name. <sighs> I've you never don't. heard Ben Roethlisberger's name in front of Drew Brees. I Ever. have. I have. I have. I, I think mean, you hear Ben Roethlisberger, maybe not in front of Drew Brees, but you hear his name more than yeah, you'll he, hear Drew Brees. He, he is um, praised more than Drew Brees is. Because well, he's won more. Well, that's, that's fine. But, but I mean, I can understand that. I'm just saying Drew Brees should be acknowledged more. For what he's done I agree. in New Orleans. My, my point is, all I'm saying is, I, I can't say he's underrated. I just, I, I, it doesn't make sense to me. Anytime you talk about top quarterbacks, his name is mentioned. I, I don't know about that. I really don't. If it is mentioned, it's not mentioned as, as, as much as it should be. And for his, for his stature, I mean, coming in, no one really thought that Drew Brees would be a top five quarterback. Yeah. And he's hands down a top five quarterback. Yeah. So I just, I just think he's a little underrated. I think he should get more, um, accolades than, than what he does. That's all. That's all. So really the only difference here was the top, the bottom five, right, for the most part. We had not in the same position, but we had the same top three for the most part. Well, y'all didn't have Philly up there. You had Philly on the outside looking in. I just think it's too much uncertainty with their – With the health of the quarterback position. We shall see. So we're going to talk more NFL. We're going to stay in a category with quarterbacks, right? We have a couple of quarterbacks that had major injuries last year or lingering injuries Going to this season, we have Sam Bradford, we have uh, Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, Andrew Luck, and Ryan Tannehill. Uh, these five quarterbacks, who do y'all think is going to have the best season next year? Um, there's two players on there. Don't say Ryan Tannehill, please. Ryan Tannehill is going to have a good season. I'm telling you, there are certain players when you hear Ryan Tannehill is. There are certain good- players when you hear their name, you think mediocre. No, I Ryan Tannehill. His best season when he was leading into the playoffs. Don't forget, he got hurt. He got hurt that Matt right. Moore took over because I thought they were going to do special things during the playoffs if he was healthy. Ryan Tannehill's been decent throughout his career. The biggest knock on him is he's not a leader. And what do you hear this week? I talked about this last podcast. He's yelling at teammates. He's focused. He has command of the offense. He's one of those players. I think he's going to have a se- solid season. <laughs> Don't do me, bro. I mean, for me, when I look at that list, he's one of those players. I don't know why. I mean, I'm not going to talk about Sam Bradford. Maybe y'all will. Cats are perpetually hurt. So he's he has a comeback year every year. So for me, it's Ryan Tannehill and then obviously Deshaun Watson. As a Texan fan. Oh, my God. As somebody who just expects greatness, I think he's going to have a fantastic season. But watch out for Ryan Tannehill. Man. Watch out for what? I, think, Ryan Tannehill? I, mean, I'm, I don't know if you remember last year. I... I mean, they did have Jarvis Landry, but I picked the Dolphins with the team that they had around him, even with Jay Cutler to be able to get that him to make the play. That was Jay Cutler. I know, but Tannehill's better than Cutler. A they, lot don't have, better. They, don't, they don't have Jarvis Landry anymore. I know, but I, I know they don't have him this year. But I'm saying, though, even though with that team, with Jay Cutler at quarterback, I said, yes, I know they had Jarvis Landry. I don't think that – I mean, they play good defense typically. Outside of the, the Patriots, I mean, in their division – the Bills, no one knows what's going to happen with the Bills. The Jets are the Jets. God bless them. Yeah. I mean, I just. They're going to have a great season little, this year. My little nephew plays with them, so I'm hoping <laughs> it all works out. But it's still, I don't know. I just, I, Tannehill could have a good season, but I think I, I think the division you play in mm-hmm. is going to be the problem for Deshaun Watson have the year you think he's going to have. Honestly. But what is this thing with the division? Man, I'm like, just. Who's there to be afraid of? Ooh. Arguably the best dif- defense in the National Football and what, League. And what else? And you're gonna play. You make it sound like the whole division. Tennessee is just... doesn't give up a ton of points. Oh goodness! I'm just oh. being honest with you. I'm just being honest with you, man. I'm just. I'm not, I'm not talking trash. I'm not talking trash, but I don't think that it's. I don't think it's a given. I don't think it's a given for that. Why to are you dialing back on on the trash talk, though? 
What you, do you, mean? you you said a couple of things now, like you know, I'm just just making sure you guys know I'm not talking any trash. I'm just, I, I mean, I think that this, I think that the the way that I've seen things unfold in the little bit of time that we've got, I think we, my thoughts about some of the teams that were going to be much better than others has changed a little bit, um, based on what they see, and then obviously people are getting hurt left and right, um, during the during this preseason. It's scary. It's scary. Well, okay, so. I really just threw Ryan Tannehill and Sam Bradford in there just to throw them in there. Because you already knew what you wanted the answer to be. Well, I already knew Chris had a special um, connection with Ryan Tannehill. So that's why I threw him in there. Ain't no special connection I know that's, Ryan. that's your boy now. So Ryan Tannehill is your boy. But I, I have to go with, well, I'll break it down between the three quarterbacks. Andrew Luck, if he gets to 100% health, he's going to be the best quarterback in this group. Yes. Better than my boy D. Watt, boy. Mm. You lost your mind. I'm the same for this year. Deshaun Watson, he has some growing still to do. He has the most potential. Don't don't get it twisted. I don't know. Deshaun Watson has the most potential. But if Andrew Luck gets back to form this year, I almost forgot what Andrew Luck was about. He has he has proven he has a track record in the playoffs. He has in made the playoffs, it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's why that's why I give it to him. That's why I, I like give it to him. Playoffs. That's that's that. that's the reason I give it to him. I mean, Deshaun Watson, you know I love Deshaun Watson. I love my Texans, Deshaun. I know what you're about. If we're talking about long term, if I'm drafting a quarterback today, it is Deshaun Watson hands down. But I'm talking about for this upcoming season, just this one season, if Andrew Luck does get back to form, mm. he's going to be the beast that he was uh in the past. I'm telling you I heard I saw a segment on Sports Center about him a few days ago, and I told, I saw the dude in person. I was yeah. impressed. I told y'all when I came back, I was excited. Uh, and just I mean, he let me down several last couple of seasons because I picked him like, hey, he's gonna get healthy. He's gonna come back. I'm gonna steal him in the tenth round. But not three years ago, this was a top two round, first or second round quarterback. You I mean, said, when you're saying rounds in my fantasy, fan fantasy, okay. yeah. I mean, you're picking him in the first, second round, third round, no later than that. Like he's one of the top five. I mean, because that's just the way that he was. He's got weapons. Um, I think. I think if he can come back, if he can come back to be a shell of himself, I think that he'll be. I mean, he was already one, in my opinion, one of the elite quarterbacks. Let, let he's got to protect the football. Let me ask you this question. And I really say this, God forbid, I do not want to see this man get hurt. But let's say he comes out week one. He either throws his shoulder, or something happens to shoulder. He gets sacked in the shoulder. He's done for the year. If you're the coach, do you move on? You have to. You have to, and I'm telling you right now, you you don't think I'm crazy, but Jacoby Brissett will be. They're going to keep him there, and he's going to be. <laughs> you think I'm crazy? That kid will be. That kid will be one of those one of the not top, top five tier, receivers, not in top the tier. No, he'll be. He'll be the top half of quarterbacks in the league when when Andrew Luck's gone. Watch. No, no, I I can agree with that. That there, kid is good. The man. only reason I agree. No, I think he's better than advertised as well. <laughs> I do. No, no, no. But I'm not saying he's gonna be. Look, I'm I'm, I'm hey, telling you, drug test, drug test. The kid didn't lose in in New England, right? It's he not even about that. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not even just about that, though. It's it's about the quarterbacks that we have in the league right now. That's true. That's 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 what that's it's true. about. I can't. <sighs> Ryan Tannehill was garbage. Can't get over that. I can't get over that. You know why you think it's garbage though? Because Cutler was there. And I think you're associating Cutler and Tannehill. Remember, Cutler's gone. So if there's like a, a level meter, you have Ryan Tedder, who's garbage, and you have Manure right below that. Wow. That is Jay Cutler to me. Wow. I'm, I'm hard on Jay Cutler because he's just, he's burned me in the past. But we haven't talked about Carson Wentz at all. I do think he can have a bounce back here as well. I don't know what you mean bounce back, though. Well, he got hurt. He all got these... hurt, but he was playing at an MVP level before no, no, he got like, right. what's the bounce back? Well, the question was, which one of these quarterbacks will have the most successful season coming from injury? Yeah. That's just basically it. I mean, he might have a down year. Who knows? He might have the same type of year he had last year. But I do still think that it's Andrew Luck. If he's healthy, yeah. he will have the best season this year. He's His track record, even though he's been out a year and a half now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. his track record is still deeper than any of these other four quarterbacks. Yeah. So I, I have to take him up there as having the bounce back year. Yeah. What, what's that? What's that smirk about, bro? Nothing. Go D-Watt. <laughs> <laughs> Don't act like you a D-Watt fan, man. <laughs> you, you're a fake fan. All right. So we're going to stick with football here. Um, did any of y'all hear John Elway's comments concerning I Colin did. Kaepernick? Oh, you know I did. I know you did. Yeah. You heard them, Trey? Yeah. I, I, I heard about it. And, I mean, 
I, I don't know. That was pre kneeling, though, right? Let, yes. Can, can I, are you you want to talk? You want to say what he said first before I go in on this bum? All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so someone asked John Elway if they were going to consider signing Colin Kaepernick, and John Elway then replied and said, "You know what?" And I said this a while ago. Colin had his chance to be here. We offered him contract. He didn't take it. And as I said in my deposition, he's had his chance to be here. It pa- and it's passed. So he was at a deposition. You know, um, Colin is suing the NFL, or whatever. He was yeah. there also. But he made it sound like it was a recently, well, like post and then, kneeling. And that's why, if I were a lawyer in that room, let's call myself Kaepernick's lawyer. When he said that, I probably say. Uh, Okay, so you want to repeat that for the record? Like, I'll be looking at the court reporter saying, let's just make sure we have this on the record correctly because his comments are idiotic. If I were, if you're the NFL, you're like, John, shh, shh like, stop talking. But he was asked a question. And he, and he, and he said he knew he should have stopped talking. He said, I don't know if this is legal or not. It was, it was legal to say it, but it was definitely dumb. It was definitely dumb. It's so many things wrong. First of all, when they offered the trade, like you said before, it was pre-kneeling. That's number one. Second thing, at that time period, his stock, his being Kaepernick's stock was higher, and they were asking him to take a pay cut. So if you're Kaepernick, you're thinking to yourself, why would I take a pay cut when next year I'm going to be a free agent and make more money? Why would I take that? So, of course, he passed it up. So with Elway coming on saying, oh, he's had a chance to come here. We're not coming back to get him. All that does is add to the collusion case that Kaepernick has. That's all he did. He just fueled the, the flames that are already roaring against the NFL. Sometimes executives need to be quiet. And this is one of those moments where Elway needs to be quiet because he proved himself to be a bum. That's that's strong words for a legendary quarterback. He could be legendary on the field, yeah, but, but all but the you could you be, can't talk you could like be, an idiot. Yeah, but you could be up for a new contract. And, I mean, if you want to take less money, you take less money. But just like anybody else, if I offer you a job and you say no, well, <laughs> see ya. I ain't going to offer you that's not going true. forward. So that's not true. That is true. That's, that's, the business. And, and, that's not the business. And we both know that. Look at DeAndre Jordan. That's in the NBA, but that happens all the time where people people say no to you, but it's a business. Uh, how many times? Right. How many times other than DeAndre Jordan does that well, DeAndre happen? Jordan was a worst case. That scenario. was the worst case. He scenario. said he was coming. There. I'm saying, but it happens but all how, the time. No, it when? happens all the time when? in business. Name one. All the time. Man, just give me one more athlete who's it done that. It happens all the time. I've not seen it. I, I, I shouldn't say I've never seen it. I can't recall when I I'll I've give seen you an it. example. When T.O. was with, he was with Philly first. He was talking. Matt didn't he run to the star? But that was business, that was that was when when he was in 49. Well, the 49ers. Didn't he run to the star? Yeah. Did they not sign him? Yeah, but it's that's business. not offering you a job. But it's business though. It is that's business. All it is. That's even worse than offering a job. It, He's just spit on your team. And then next thing you have him, we do that all the time in nah. sports. That happens all the time. It's business. No, what he should have done, what he should have done was be quiet. All they did was arm Kaepernick's lawyers with evidence that there's collusion here. They say, oh, we offered you a contract back then. We have no interest in you now. That was before all of this happened. And you wanted the brother to take a pay cut. He said, no. Get up out of here. He sounds really stupid right now. I, I, Elway. I agree with Chris on this one because they re-signed Brock Osweiler. If you can re-sign Brock Osweiler, then you I can. I even think about that. Yeah. Brock Osweiler left the Broncos, went to the Texans, played like trash. Then he went somewhere else. What? No. When he went to the he, the did, Broncos, was he traded to the Texans or was he? Did he sign with the Texans? Signs. Well, he, he signed, signed with the Texans. Yeah. yeah, he signed with the Texans. Okay, um, and he didn't have you know they didn't have nice things to say about Rock Osweiler. Man. He left, and they signed him back. If you sign Brock Osweiler back as a quarterback, if you you put yourself deeper in a hole, if you want to say that you offered. Colin Kaepernick they offered they offered him a contract. I don't care. Osweiler, a big contract, a big contract. If you if you can look, let me tell you right now, Colin Kaepernick is a way better quarterback than Brock Osweiler. That is just hands down the truth. And if you offered Colin Kaepernick a contract, I don't care how much it was. The the Denver Broncos have who Case Keenum yeah. right now on their team. I, I love Case Keenum. He's 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 from Houston. Yeah. All that, but bruh, in his peak. Colin Kaepernick was better than you were. That's obvious. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. So if basically in a nutshell, there is collusion here. I mean, it's just it's just obvious. He shouldn't have said anything at all. Well, him talking, all it did was just show it almost proves Kaepernick's case. It it does. Yeah, I mean, he it's, almost just basically proved it. Because that happens all the time in the NFL. People say no, they come back when the business is right, the business is right. 
if you can sign Brock Osweiler back as poo poo as he was when he left. Well, like Mr. Beaver, what was his nickname in Houston? It wasn't Osweiler. It was Asweiler. That was hey, his name. I mean, he was poo-poo. He, he was garbage. And that's the main reason I agree with you. I can't believe Brock Osweiler is still a quarterback in this league. I can't oh, understand. He's still it. in the league? Yeah. He, I thought he was he was somewhere. He was sticking up somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where he's at, but he was sticking up somewhere. Let me look this up real quick. Oh, uh, your 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 team. The Miami okay. Dolphins. Oh. God. Okay. He, so he's the Miami <laughs> Dolphins. They're not going to the playoffs this year, for sure. I mean, he's still in the league. If Brock Osweiler is still in the league, I I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. I just I just don't know what to tell you, bro. I agree with that. Is that nothing else to say? You want to know? There's really nothing else to say. But you want to know the funny thing? Now? The first article you pull up on Brock Osweiler is Dolphins should cut ties with Osweiler now. Everybody knows he's garbage, but he's still being passed around the league because the league is short on quarterbacks. Everybody knows that. And all Elway did was prove that point all the more. So if you're Kaepernick's attorneys, you're saying, thank you, John. Thank you. I mean, it's just, it's just that simple. It doesn't get no, it's just that simple. You're right. I'm sorry. I, I know Trey's trying to, he's looking for something to say, but he no. can't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> he's, once, I, once I brought up Brock Osweiler, the expression on his face was like, you're absolutely right, my friend. <laughs> Next subject. Yes, please. <laughs> please. Okay, I'm pretty sure you enjoy this this subject coming up next a lot more than this one. So, your LA Lakers. During the offseason, they have LeBron James. You said on this podcast that the LA Lakers were going to be a number one seed mm-hmm. in the West. Um, from what I've been seeing, maybe you can correct, correct me if I'm wrong. But the media has kind of been underestimating the Lakers a little bit, I think. They're saying that LeBron's surrounding cast is not going to cut it. Um, they might be, you know, five or six C at best. Um, you think the, the Lakers are a little bit underestimated here? I don't think so. Because in most projections, people are ranking them from about the three C to the six C. And that's likely where they'll be. Could they be hired? Yeah. They can come out the gate strong. We talked about this on the podcast before. They can come out strong, really strong. But to say they're being underestimated, I don't think so. Uh, maybe some people, I mean, there's some projections out there, and we've looked at them where the Lakers are projected to miss the playoffs, which is just, I don't know how you can call yourself an analyst and, and predict that. That's insane. Unless LeBron gets hurt literally in the first game of the season. That's impossible. But to say they're being underestimated, I think they're right where they should be. They have a solid, solid group of young players, and they have LeBron. That's That can get you a three C. I don't know. Let's put it like this. I don't think they're better than the Rockets. As far as record-wise, you could argue me, are they more, if they met in the playoffs, who would win? That's fine. But I mean, record-wise during the regular season, I think the Rockets, if you're going to project something, the Rockets probably have a better record. And then you have the uh, the, the Warriors who likely have a better record. So I think having them between the three and the six seed is more is pretty is a nice landing spot. Most projections that I see have the Jazz having a better record than them, and I don't see that. I really don't. I think the Lakers have a better record than the Jazz because, I mean, they got LeBron James. I mean, I'm sorry. If you have LeBron James and versus a team led by Donovan Mitchell, I don't care how much, how well they played with each other last year. I'm taking LeBron James' led team. So I think if I had to put a place between three and six, the only reason why they would ever be a six seed if LeBron got hurt for a period of time during the season or maybe a number of other, the co-stars that got hurt during the season. That's the only reason why I'll see them that far back. Yeah, I don't see, I think with LeBron being there, I think Vegas knows what's up. I think I, I said it on this podcast before, too. Vegas had them with the third best odds to win the NBA. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what has happened since. Since, <laughs> 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 since Carmelo joined the Rockets. <laughs> but, but, sorry, my bad. <laughs> I don't know what's happened since then. You're a, <laughs> you're a straight <laughs> bro. Sorry. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh like that. But I don't know what's happened since then. But prior to that, Blockbuster signing, uh, the Lakers had the third best uh, chance to win the the NBA Finals. And with LeBron there, kind of like what Chris said, they, I mean, they didn't win a ton of games last year, but they didn't have anybody to close down the stretch. They had nobody of LeBron James caliber. And for him, like I said, if I'm being honest with you, if I got this Lakers team with a Spurs team, 
I, I'm taking the Lakers over the Spurs, even at playoff series, because I just think LeBron James, if he could be, if he could be the Toronto Raptors, the number one seed in the East. I know it's the East with that squad that he had yeah. in Cleveland. I, I'm I'm just curious to see, barring any crazy injuries, which he's been fortunate enough not to really have over his career. Yeah, if he can miss that, I, the one seed maybe not. Right, I get it, maybe not, but they're now gonna be to really high. Yeah. Uh, I think the team they're probably most comparable to are the Oklahoma City Thunder, who I think will have a bounce back season. As far as record wise, we don't know how good they will be. That's fine. But the, those are the two teams I can see vying for the three, four position. If the Lakers are, like I said, at that six seed, which is the farthest I think they are, that means something probably went wrong injury wise. I don't see it being anything different. Yeah, I don't think they're being underestimated at all. You're right. They fall right in between that three. I'll, I'll go as far as saying three to eight. I think that when you look at the West, you have a lot of teams there that are just meshed together. Mm-hmm. You didn't mention Portland. I know it's Portland, but they were number three seed last year. I don't know how they did that, but they were number three seed last year. Yeah. You had the Pelicans. No one's talking about this, but with the addition of Julius Randle there at that four spot, I mean, they they played pretty well last year. Yeah, but they lost Rondo and Boogie. They did. They did. They did. Well, more, more so Rondo, Rondo. than Boogie. I, I yeah. will say that. Well, yeah, because Boogie missed mo- a lot of that oh, season. I didn't interrupt season. you, but Rondo, when they had Rondo and Holiday both playing, mm-hmm. damn. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, you're right. Because that's, that's the first <laughs> time Holiday got to play his natural position. Yeah. yeah. That's when people are like, oh, wow, Holiday's really talented. Holiday's like, bro, I've been this talented the whole time. Exactly. I just need a point guard. I'm not a point guard. And that's what I'm, that's what, I mean, go ahead. I'll let you finish your thought, but that's what I think when you go back to what, how this conversation started, I think that's one of those pieces that they're not giving the Lakers enough credit for. No, you're right. I mean, Rondo's a championship caliber point guard with, even today, because this dude will get you 10, 15 boards, yeah. you know, and on a in 12 assists. He might only get you eight points, and he's not going to knock down any three-pointers, but yeah. you got to respect him even tonight. Last year, I mean, I play a lot of daily fantasy basketball, yeah. and he was so cheap, I was picking his ass up every chance that I got because yeah. he's just – he's a stat stuffer. It's not just that he's a stat stuffer. There are certain players that allow you to play your position. Right. I mean, he puts you in a position where you can just shine. It's just like even when you're playing pickup basketball, there's certain people you play with. It's like when they're so good, but they're willing to – hoop with you and like okay and you they know your strengths where you like the ball Rondo will give you the ball where you like it yeah that's why when you look at i know we're kind of going a little different like when chris paul passing you the ball ryan anderson was balling last season when chris paul's passing to him because he gives it to you in a position to do what you do best mm-hmm. i forgot what i was gonna say so thank you trey <laughs> <laughs> no but um i i do still think you're right the loss of rondo is huge for that team but I, I do still think that's going to be a solid team. I still look at them as being a playoff team. Um, you have the Phoenix Suns. They're going to be better next year going into the playoff. In the, uh, in the season. Right? In the season. Oh, yeah, okay. in the season. I mean, so they're still going to be there. They're still going to be contending. You think um, they can contend for a playoff spot? Yeah. They can the contend Suns. for yeah for a playoff spot. That's yeah. impossible. I, contend. I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff team, okay, but like they can the contend. 12, 12 seed. Yeah, they're con- contend. Okay. okay. You still have Utah there. All not all the teams. So you have Utah, you have the Thunder, you have the the Pelicans. All these teams they have playoff experience. Okay, yeah. I know you have LeBron James there, but once you get to the playoffs, it's a whole different animal. Like you said, he's surrounded by a bunch of young players. But I, I still think they're right where they need to be, where everybody's projecting them to be anywhere from three to six, seven. But for Laker Nation, that's uh, you shut up with that eight. Um, <laughs> but for Laker Nation, that's um. That's huge. I mean, for for being in the slide or the slump we've been in for the past what, six years, that's that's huge for us. Five years, uh, it's been that's 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 gonna be huge for us. And I mean, one of the teams that I think that people aren't talking about enough, uh, and a team I think you guys might have to worry about, and I think is gonna pose somewhat of a matchup problem for y'all, are, is a team that I absolutely love. Don't say Minnesota. I hate their fans. I absolutely hate their fans. But the San Antonio Spurs, I think I that know. I think I think. The, I think what Greg Kropovich is going to make those guys do is they're going to have they have no other choice but to get back to playing defense. They have to. So I I can literally see the Spurs having one of the lowest scoring defenses in the NBA. The last couple of years they've been getting up a lot of points, which is not Spurs basketball. But I mean, think about it. A couple of years ago, Kawhi Leonard doesn't go down in that series. Things might even be. But look, they don't have Kawhi Leonard anymore. I know, but I'm just saying they were close. With it. Even without him, they had an opportunity to win that basketball game. Right, you guys that did, game that game, which would have won the series, right? No, no, no. 
That would oh they would have went up three two in the series. I don't, I don't think it was even that close. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it was close. I'll go back and look at that. Well, but I think we, 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 you're talking about the series against the Warriors, the Rockets. Oh, the Rockets. They, yeah. they beat the Rockets. Yeah. Oh, without Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. when Jimmy was absent. My bad. What was I thinking? See, he played us right there. My bad. Okay. <laughs> Jimmy didn't show up. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy didn't show up. My bad. My bad. But if they get back to playing defense, I think that's what y'all's that that's I think that's the team. If you have to look up for anybody, that's the team you need to look up. The Rockets will not worry about the Spurs. Stop the nonsense. You don't have a defender on your Stop team. The you, you don't have a perimeter Stop defender on your nonsense. team. Are you, you serious? You, name them. I'll wait. Are you talking you name them? PJ Tucker is oh. not a, a perimeter defender. Dude. You have lost your you lost your mind. Seriously. What did you just say? You have lost your mind, bro. PJ Tucker's a perimeter defender. Oh, boy, I cannot wait. See, this is why no, when people ask me why are you on this podcast, I always tell them this one this one phrase. Keep your friends close. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your enemies closer. Because once the Texans or the Rockets actually do do something, doo-doo. Doo-doo is right. he's going to be right here to hear me say something about it. So I'm glad you're here. You can hate all honestly, you want. I, honestly, though. When I look at the standings, the Spurs may not even make the playoffs. I ain't gonna be mad at them if they don't. They may not even make it. I, I'm gonna be mad at them if they don't. Um, it'll be it'll be sweet for me if they don't do that. I just want to make sure that you guys are aware. Um, October's gonna be a very good month uh, for for this show, and I just want to make sure because we already know about the day of reckoning, yeah. right? Um, but. What's getting ready to go down? We got you guys October twentieth. So two months. Yeah. Two months after the day of reckoning, the day of straight ass whooping comes where the Rockets visit the Lakers in Los Angeles, and we're gonna beat the brakes off y'all. I mean, I mean, y'all could. We'll end up having a better record. Did we make a deal? Did we make a bet? For that game? No. Not for the game. Overall, like head to head and then the better record, right? No. We didn't, we didn't do that? Do that? Mm. Oh, okay. We didn't do that. Okay. I mean, if you want to, <laughs> give me your money or whatever it is, then that's fine. Yeah. But um, you just always make me lose my frame of thought, bro. <laughs> <laughs> just some of the things you say. So, in a nutshell, the Lakers are not being underestimated. I don't think so. At least not yet. Okay. I, the reason, but the thing is, there's so many teams in the West. I don't think any team in the West is afraid to go to anybody's house, bar the Warriors. I think the Rockets and potentially the Lakers, because LeBron's there, are the only teams that are truly not afraid to go into the Oracle. But if you're the Pelicans, are you afraid to come to Houston? I mean, no. are you afraid to go to LA and vice versa? Well, what does that say about the Rockets, though? Don't I don't think anybody really fears the Rockets. Like well, it's that. because the Warriors are so good, right? I think if the Rockets were there last year, the Rockets, if the Warriors are not there, Rockets win the championship. I think that's obvious. So maybe they are that team. But the Warriors are so good, you can't fear the Rockets. It just doesn't make you can't fear everybody. You know what I'm saying? And the Warriors are such a big bad bully. They're so big and bad that it doesn't even matter how good the Rockets are. All right. Well, speaking of the Warriors, um, CJ McCollum. He's had a lot of things to say about the Warriors, <laughs> right? <laughs> he was in a promotional trip to China. He's on this show. I think it was called uh, CCTV. He was being interviewed. Um, the person that was interviewing him, she said, some people said that in the future, the Warriors will become a team that everybody, when they become free, wants to join them and win a championship and go to another team. People have that kind of thought. What do you think? Uh, CJ replied, I would never do anything of that nature. I think that it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And then she replied, by disgusting, I heard it. So it's nothing you would never do. I'm not built like those guys. I was raised differently. Then she said, do you think that would be the future NBA? No, I think some players will take that route. But most guys have too much pride on to really win on their own and in their certain organizations. They're not going to just jump the bandwagon. What do you guys feel about those this, comments? When I first heard it, I was like, bro, CJ, let it go. But then I had to really think about what he was really saying. There's a portion of what he says that he says, well, people, guys want to serve their own, own organizations and that type of crap. That may come back to bite him later on in the future. But when he's talking, you can just hear his frustration. Because the Warriors are – it's a point where a team is good. And he's really talking about Kevin Durant. Let's be real. It's obvious. It comes to a point where – there's a video game we played when we were younger and at my house. We played a game called Killer Instinct. And there was a character on there called Fulgore. 
if you were able to flip his switch and get to a certain mode, you can beat him. So when the person did it, you just basically drop your controller. It's like, I ain't playing no more. Homie's about to beat me. And that's kind of what the Warriors have done. But you got to understand, C.J. McCollum is an athlete. He's prepared his entire life to be an athlete. And this is the prime of his career. And it don't mean <laughs> Like, it doesn't mean anything. He knows he's going to lose. It's frustrating. And it's not like he's losing to a team. that's like, okay, yeah. He's losing to a team where Kevin Durant came. And then he sees Boogie Cousins come. And in his mind, it might as well, who knows who's coming next season? This is going to revolve door. But he's frustrated. A part of that is straight hating. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Part of it is like, man, he's kind of hating a little bit. But a part of it is frustration because he's trained his whole life to try to go to get a championship. And he's in the primes of his career, and it's not happening. And he knows it's not happening. That sucks. I think you, first of all, if you are Robin, you just chill. Like You, you don't make those types of comments because I think it, one, tells a lot about the type of person you are. And then me as a GM, I think about it as a business, as a business. I always think about the business first. If we did decide to get you and we wanted to go and recruit all these other players, like what is your mentality? How welcoming are you going to be to these type of players? If Damian Litter ups and leaves and he's gone, how are you going to feel if we try and bring other superstars around you? Cause you're a Robin. You might be a Robin. You really haven't proven that yet. I just think that in this situation, just shut up. Like you just, like you said, the first comment, we got you. But other than that, you, I don't think you can speak for everybody else because you're not like David West or Boogie Cousins or Swaggy P or who. You can't say we aren't like that. You might not be like that, but that might come back to bite your ass. I think that's what I think it'll come back to bite him. But I want, I understand what he's saying. I understand the frustration, but I, this is where I agree with you. Maybe it was Damian Lillard. John Wall, to an extent, even more particularly, somebody like Harden came out and was like, this is frustrating. I would get it. But for CJ McCollum to keep saying it, it's like, man, bro, let it go. But I hear what he's saying because he's an athlete. It's like preparing for a race and you figure out everybody's on steroids. It's like, well, why did I spend the last six months preparing for this? There's no point of running it. He's frustrated. Yeah, he needs to shut the hell up. Yeah. basically especially he hasn't won any playoff games recently so he can't really say anything yeah um he can't beat the warriors he can't get with jennifer i don't know if you heard about that he's <laughs> trying to get with jennifer i mean you need to win a playoff game first if you were close like you said coming from james harden that would be more acceptable because they've gotten that close they're like dang this is so frustrating you have nothing to do with the warriors did, you, did they play the warriors at all in the playoffs they got swept by the pelicans by the pelicans yeah. So you should be frustrated about the Pelicans. <laughs> not, not, yeah, the, not there. Yeah. I mean, you the Warriors should not be coming out your mouth, bro. Win a playoff game first, and then maybe you can talk about other stuff. We understand your frustration. The league does understand your frustration. No, the league but, does not understand. No, I think in I his think, opinion, the league does not understand. Well, I, I disagree. I think most people in the league do understand this frustration as well, but they know better to say anything because they haven't played the Warriors yet. The Rockets have played the Warriors, and they took them to seven games. If any team should be frustrated, not even the Rockets, because they took them to seven games. If, they, if anything, they should be optimistic that next year maybe they can take them off the pedestal. Yeah. Stop flexing when you're up by 13 in the first quarter? Like uh-huh. you won something? I don't know what you're on today, bro. I just don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Capella after the alley I mean, they were looking good, bro. If Relax. You want, if you want to talk about any team flexing, I mean, the Warriors are like the king of that. It is, but they're winning. Oh, they're yeah, winning. They won three out of four championships. They, they can flex. They they can flex. We may won nothing. They they can flex all the way to the bank, but at the same time, there's only so much noise we can talk when you know you have the first, second, third, fourth, fifth best. I mean, come on now. Well, every series, every game they play, they have the top seven players in the game. Mm-hmm. Every single time they play, I mean, come on hey. now, bro. They can like you can flex, but so you so can't. if you're Clint Capella, don't well, don't be doing that. Nah, if you're Clint Capella, flex where you yeah, got the chance. Because you, 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 you ain't gonna have the chance. You ain't gonna have the chance to flex later on. Flex when you can, <laughs> homie. Flex when yeah, you man. can. You gotta show off when you can, man. How'd that work out for him? Hey man. Hey man. The Rockets came close. That's all I can tell you. Ooh. They came closer than any other team. They did. came close. They came closer than LeBron you James. Pigs. You queen of the pigs. You can call whoever you want to. They came close. <laughs> First place loser in the Western Conference is what she is. They're the second best team in the league. Ooh, no. Yes. Third. Did They're you make the, the finals? Did you make the finals? It doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Well, who's second? The team that lost in the finals. And there was no Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm just saying they were the second no, best team. No, they weren't. They weren't. It was a Houston They were runner-ups. Y'all were not. <laughs> did, the, did the Cleveland Cavaliers win a game in that series? 
No. Why are you bringing that up? Because the Rockets went to seven. <laughs> Cleveland was tired. Uh, tired of what? The Eastern Conference? <laughs> they, had, they had a tough series against the Celtics. Against the Celtics. Without Kyrie. <laughs> you remember when Jason Tatum flexed though, after he dunked on LeBron? How did that work out for him? Yeah, he flexed a little too soon. Huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, man, I don't exactly. care what happens. If you dunk on LeBron James, you flex hey, all you Leave you LeBron out of this. I'm just saying. I'm, okay? I'm flexing, doing push-ups, leave, hey, sit-ups. Hey, LeBron's the third greatest player of all time. Leave him alone, okay? I like how you throw that in. I'm not taking a bait today. <laughs> not today. Oh, gosh. So uh, let's, let's stay in the NBA real quick. Did y'all hear about Dwight Howard? What he said? I did. Did you hear about that, Trey? I did. Dwight Howard wants to (laughs) (laughs) evolve into uh, Anthony Davis or Kevin Durant, his own version of Anthony Davis or Kevin Durant. You know that laugh Trey had earlier when he was talking about Carmelo? (laughs) That's the same laugh. (laughs) I'm I'm not even laughing at that, bro. That's hilarious. This Dwight Howard is a fool. I can't – if you want to evolve in the game, that's fine because, you know, his style of play is going by the wayside anyway. But don't say that you want to evolve. All, all I'm saying is when I, when I say he wants to evolve, maybe develop a little bit of a jump shot. Yeah. Maybe a little bit outside mid-range. shoot threes. Maybe. And- no, that's just – I don't understand <laughs> that at all. I really don't. And, I mean – You know, I feel worse when I feel real bad for Washington. You think they had issues before in the locker room? You imagine John Wall coming in the locker room like, bro, stop shooting them threes. <laughs> and Bradley Bill's going to respond I'm like, no, bro, I'm going to keep shooting. He's like, now nah, I was talking to Dwight. Like, I, I can't see that. You know what I this reminds me that. of? Remember when we had our league and I brought that big guy in? <laughs> yeah. And all he wanted to do was shoot, shoot threes. Three. <laughs> and so, he couldn't even shoot wait, the three. you got to give him the full concept. We had a 7-3 guy on our uh, basketball squad. And I'm thinking this boy's going to go into the Where's lane. he from? Uh, I want to say he was a foreigner. I don't know where he was from. I don't know where he's from, but the point is, he came there. We were like, man, we got a squad, seven three dude. Homeboy would not go nowhere near the paint. The wow. thing is, he though, thought he, he was would, no, no, no. Look, look, look. He would be in the paint. We'll pass the ball uh, in the paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He would run, <laughs> Trey. Literally, <laughs> he would run to the three point line and just jack up a shot. Wow. So That's the it. first time he did, it was like, okay, you, is it out your system? <laughs> Come back again. The next possession. Passing the ball into the post, he does the same thing. I had to take him out the game. That was the last. That's the last game he played for us. I've never seen that cat again. Wow, played for us. So that's what the White House was going to be. We're going to throw them guy. That's Curry's fault. That's Steph Curry's fault. I don't think I could equate this to to hear Dwight Howard say, "I want to become a player like that." The only thing I can equate that to would be Jimmy saying he wants to be Kawhi Leonard. Like that's how comical that is. It's not. It's not possible. But, but, it's not possible. Jimmy will never be a Kawhi Leonard. He will never play defense. But Jimmy is closer. No, Why are we not. calling him Jimmy? Bro? <laughs> stop doing that. Yeah, stop you, doing that. You got he's me. Not, he, James Harden is closer <laughs> to be that. He's nowhere close. To, he is, is no close. He is not, hey, boy. <laughs> Look, he is not even close. Hold on, hold on. James Harden can accidentally. Play, play defense? Good, good defense. Before, he had like how many steals on Kevin Durant? Dwight Howard becomes a good three point shooter. Yeah, don't get, don't get, don't get that, James. He had two steals in a row in game five. Boy, the, the sad part is you can you why can remember you even, the one time. Why do you even bring because him into it's this comical? Equation. It's comical. Dwight Howard will never be that type of player. And the only thing I could think about that someone that is, as bad as he is at three point shooting, I equate bad defense to Jimmy. That's what that's what it makes me think about. I'm like, man, who who else could say something that's stupid? Jimmy could say, "I want to be like James Hart uh, from like a uh, Kawhi Leonard," and then that would just m- tickle my belly too. Well, I, I, I was stupid for thinking he can't even think about that. And if the Wizards don't cut his ass, they got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you better get your ass down in that post and, <laughs> and get some bro, rebounds and some putbacks. You're gonna be editing this show for a minute. <laughs> oh yeah, bro. All three of us have bleeps. That so, that has never happened in the history of this podcast. I was at Chacho's before we came over here. Oh my <laughs> goodness! But I will say this about Dwight, though: as much as we laugh about it, it's sad that he thinks he has to take his game there. Yeah. Because the one player he should look at is the player who replaced him in Houston. Clint Capella just—he is a rim runner and he plays defense. Mm-hmm. That's what he does, and he can fill up the stat sheet. Dwight Howard can do that. That's who he needs to aspire to be. But you know, Clint Capella is only really um, valuable to a couple of teams, though. But it's one not, of those teams is the the Wizards. Yeah, yeah. Because not, they yeah. have a good point guard. If he just runs the court and he 
they'll give him the ball in the post every now and then. He's a better post player than Clint Capella. But looking to be Anthony Davis is the wrong perspective. What he needs to think is, I'm older in my career. I can still rim run. I can still pick and roll. That's what his goal should be. But well, I'm not even mad at him saying Anthony Davis. I mean, he can't be Anthony Davis. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> For you to say Kevin Durant, <laughs> I just, I just lost for words on that. I really am. I can't. I, I think part of that's a joke. Everybody knows he's a jokester. Nah, bro. This guy, he has wanted to be more of an offensive threat for a very long His time. His entire career. Yeah. yeah. And he just, I mean, before we even talk, he hasn't developed anything. Like, I can understand if he's developed a post game. Yeah. Then maybe you could take that next level. I mean, maybe, quite possibly, you can yeah. word those. those. If he could go back in time, he would need to go to Shaq from day one and beg him to teach him how to play in the post the way Shaq did. Because he doesn't he have never, it in him, bro. He was never going to have the footwork of an Akeem. He was never going to have the hook making ability of a Patrick Ewing. He needed power. That's what he needed. He, he needed he, to talk to Shaq from day one. All he needed to do was stay in his damn lane. That's what he needs to do. Because even, I don't care how much, he's been in the league how long now? For a, a long time now. Yeah, he's been in the league for a His game has digressed. Like, I mean, I'm sorry, it's his post game. Yeah. It's digressed since Orlando. He has not made any moves forward. None. Zero. Zilch. I don't, I don't get it. I'm, I'm lost for words. I mean, we brought up a lot of names in this podcast today that just, <laughs> they're, I mean, I can't. I, and the sad part is I like the guys. I mean, I, I think he still has game left in him. But he, I mean, if that guy got the ball on the low post, or even at the elbow, not many centers are quick enough to stay with him yep. if he wants to get to the basket. Yep. Um, they're not tall enough with his jumping ability and everything else to if he did have a hook shot or, you know, a soft load or something like that. But he just he he's one of those that you could tell did not work on that when he was. I in said the, gym. the sad part is I think he did work. He no, did, I, not, I, I agree. He didn't have I the think skill. he worked because when he, he was in Houston. He was working yeah. with Akeem. No, no, I He would I show up all the Akeem would always talk about this guy's here, he's working. He just didn't have the skill, man. Yeah, I I I agree. I Maybe said Houston Jinx. Well, there there were some flashes in Houston where I remember it. He would go on the post like, oh wow. Okay. That was nice, but it was just it wasn't consistent. He couldn't consistently yeah, do it. He just didn't and, have you know, that skill. And to his to his defense, when he was in LA, he had the back injury. And that set him back quite a bit. He could not go full force. I know Kobe <laughs> thinks that he was the, he thinks he's soft as all you know what but that did send him back a little bit when he was in LA and uh yeah 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 so one more topic I want to get to did you hear about this so um Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade thing bro I did <laughs> that's hilarious but did you see the picture I did I did God. I mean hey Woo. I mean so Gabrielle Union posted a picture. I think it's on Instagram, right? Yeah, it's on Instagram. And she's looking, you know. She's, she's, I feel like she's doing the most. Okay, she's doing the most. Yeah. Jimmy Butler sends her a message. Yeah. Well, damn. But that ain't doing it right. Well, damn. In all caps. All caps. All caps. Exclamation points. Exclamation points. <laughs> right, right. And Dwayne Wade replies, I can't remember what he said word for word, but he was like, um, if you well damn my wife again in all caps, I'll show you what the good, the bad, and the ugly is. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think he replied, he kind of gave him an apology, and then he asked him if he was still going to barbecue, though. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. So I think it was it was kind of all in the fun. I think, you know, Dwayne Wade was quite serious yeah. in what he said. But, bro, you're married to an attractive actress. But it did come from a, a, a fellow NBA player. Well, Gabrielle Union is always putting it out there. It's kind of weird sometimes because after Dwayne Wade's last game, like good game, she's always putting things on Instagram like, oh, you going to get it when we get home. Like, I, I don't even know that, bro. Why are you putting that out there? But she always has pictures like that. I mean, she put it out there. Jimmy saw it. Jimmy responded. Not James Harden. This is Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Butler saw it and responded. From Houston. I think – I think he was serious, though. Jimmy was, at least. And I think Dwayne Wade was serious, kind of like, yeah, yeah, don't do that no more, player. Mm-hmm. I think that's more of what that was about. Just, they're, they're clearly good friends. And you can tell he's friends with Gabrielle Union as well. Because remember last season, 
when Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Butler on the bench, and Jimmy Butler was, you know, messing with Dwayne Wade, looking at an attractive female, and the the cameras caught it, and Gabrielle Gabrielle Union saw. She's like, "Yo, Jimmy, stop the foolishness." So Jimmy's been been doing this for a little while now. So I think it's all in good fun. Yeah, I I mean, when you look at that picture, I I came to the 2006 NBA All Star Game with. Uh, whatever, greatest one of the greatest weekends of my life, mm. and I told people, Gabrielle Union was one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my own two eyes. I mean, like no makeup on, no, and then maybe just before she got her contract with Maybelline, whatever she was doing, I was like, oh my goodness, and she kept like, you want just want to take a picture of me or what? I was like, yes, and I, I'll bring the picture that I took. I was. In awe, and I've seen a lot of celebrities. I've never been in awe like that. She, and then when I saw that picture, I was like, "Well, damn!" <laughs> <laughs> I had the same sentiments. And in that situation, man, as a married man, I mean, you can't be mad at you know somebody else for saying something like that. I don't even care if they were your teammate. You got to be mad at her for posting some yeah, shit I like mean, that. He's a basketball player. He knows it, he, I'm gonna shoot my shot. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even know if he was shooting the shot as much so as like I mean. She, I mean, that's that's an incredible picture. I mean, what was she going for exactly? That's what she was going for. That kind of response, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like it was. Was it cold where she was at? You know, <laughs> I didn't even notice that. What are you talking about? <laughs> Just say you, bro. It looked like it was cold. It was nippy. But uh... <laughs> Just a titty bit. <laughs> I mean. Oh gosh, yeah, man, you can't. I can't blame Jimmy Butler, man. I mean, she's an actress, a very attractive actress at that. I mean, she knows that she's an actress. I mean, because (laughs) they got to do it anything, bro. Because they put themselves out there like that. All right, that's why. I mean, if she was just a you know regular wife, okay, so and then she put herself out like that. I would more so be like, why are you putting yourself out okay, there like that? Okay, that's what you're that? saying. I got you. I mean, she has to do stuff like that. It's part of her job. She's promoting herself. Okay. You know? Yeah. So, on both ends, it's kind of like, eh, you know, that's the response she wants, and that's the response she got. It's just a, it's a fellow NBA player. He should know better. You know who that is. You know that's <laughs> the yeah, way yeah, his yeah, wife. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I don't, I don't you, get you it. You can't do that. You can't. You yeah. can't. Oh. <sighs> That's it, fellas? That's funny. I think Will Damon's going to be ha- uh, uh, trending for a while. Yeah. Will Damon. <laughs> <laughs> Is it cold in here? Anyway, guys, thank you for checking out the podcast. I hope you enjoyed every itty-bitty bit of it. Um, <laughs> if this is your first time listening, please subscribe on our website, or you can follow us on Podbeam. The website is newchannelsports.com. Um, that's new channel spelled N-U-C-H-A-N-N-E-L sports.com. Or you can follow us on Podbeam. That's newchannel.podbeam.com. Bulls on parade. <laughs> Hater. Oh, gosh. What would y'all do if your wife goes a picture like that? Huh? What would you do either one of your wives? No, she just ran. Thanks for listening to the new Channel Sports Podcast. Leave comments. Please rate the podcast with five stars. And don't forget to subscribe.